Thank you for joining Holy Spirit Living, the podcast that encourages and equips believers to live each moment intentionally to bring glory to God and build His kingdom. We're in this Lent season right now, and we talked about the baptism of Jesus. We talked about His temptations last week, and I really feel like this week it's a a talking about the temple. I think that we're getting into a position to where we have to realize when we reflect on what we're doing as, as new creatures in Christ. We opened up this season with Ash Wednesday, and we're pointing towards Resurrection Sunday. John chapter 2, verse 13, and it says, When it was almost time for the Jewish Passover, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple courts, he found people selling cattle, sheep, doves, and others sitting at tables exchanging money. So he made a whip out of the cords and drove all from the temple courts, both sheep and cattle. He scattered the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables to those who sold doves. And he said, get these out of here. Stop turning my father's house into a market. His disciples remembered that it is written, zeal for your house will consume me. The Jews then responded to him, what sign can you show us to prove your authority to do all this? And Jesus answered them, destroy this temple and I will raise it again in three days. They replied, it's taken 46 years to build this temple and you're going to raise it in three days? But the temple he had spoke about was his body. And after he was raised from the dead, his disciples recalled what he had said. Then they believed the scripture and the words of Jesus had spoken. So the gospel is given to us on this third Sunday of Lent. The Lent season is an important part of the Christian year. And what has happened is in the Old Testament, in the old days, it's actually become a preparation for the baptism. To be baptized, a time for instruction, self-examination, preparation. But then later on in church history, it became a time for us to stop annually for 40 days and do a self-examination. Grow closer to the Lord. Lent's a very true sense of the word. It's an introspective look at who we are. We take the 40 days and we really look deep into our soul and where we're going and, and how we're drawing closer to God. And I think the temple is going to be an interesting thing for us to examine today. Once we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, things change and transform, amen? We become new creatures in Christ. See, we began Ash Wednesday, dust to dust, dust you came, dust you'll return, right? And it's sobering words. It's, it's to think that, man, we're just made out of pretty much nothing, and God created us to be some amazing human beings, amen? I believe that it was once said that we was about $3 worth of chemical substance to make our body. It's probably inflated, and it's probably around $20 now. But to imagine that we really weren't worth too much until God placed us and put us together. When we look at Lent, it's a celebration of Easter, right? It's an awareness that Christ had victory over death. It's possibly a beginning of new creations, new creations in Christ. So Lent's a period when we individually and corporately come together and ask the question, what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be part of the body of Christ? What does it mean to be baptized people? What's our potential? We, creatures made of dust, we might become something pretty amazing. Once we've accepted Christ and the Holy Spirit come down in us, 
Lent's about a spiritual journey from the dust to new life, from creature to new creation in Christ. See, today's readings gives us a framework of this message. And what I want to do is I want to go to the Old Testament. I want to read out of Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17. And this is obviously the Ten Commandments. And it says, And God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven, above or on earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I am the Lord your God. I am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation to those who hate me but showing love to thousands of generations to those who love me and keep my commandments. You should not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. You'll remember the Sabbath that day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord, the Lord your God, unto who you will not do any work, Neither you nor your son nor your daughter nor your male or female servant nor your animals nor your foreign residing in in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that's in it, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he made it holy. That fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother so that you may live a long life in the land the Lord your God has given you. You know, that's the only commandment that ever really gives you a blessing. It says, honor your father, your mother, so that you live long in the land the Lord your God has given you. It's a blessing. The sixth, you shall not murder. The seventh, you shall not commit adultery. The eighth, you shall not steal. The ninth, you shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. And the tenth, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, his male or his female servant, his ox or his donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. See, these Ten Commandments, they describe what it means to be a responsible person, a responsible creature, how to get along with each other, how to get along with God, how to draw closer to Him. These laws obviously was made for the Israelites as they traveled from Egypt to Israel. They were the basis of the Old Testament. They were given to us And they're still kind of important today. They give us a structure. They give us a basis of what to live by. But the Holy Spirit's come into our temple. And the Holy Spirit changes and transforms. And it leads us into a different direction and and takes those commandments to a whole other level. We get to the point where maybe littering is a commandment for us. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to take care of what God's blessed me with. I'm going to change and transform. We become new creatures in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is new in Christ, the new creature has come, the old is gone, and the new is here. When we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, I believe that our actions and the way we walk and the things that we do things is going to become new. It's going to be totally different. I don't believe that we can really say that we um, believe until we get baptized with the Holy Spirit. I think once we get baptized with the Holy Spirit, It changes. The way that you used to live life isn't like that no more. When we look at this scripture, it puts a very interesting understanding on the covenant of Christ. It's a potential of new creatures, a new creation, and it's not easy for us to understand. Paul says that it's going to be a stumbling blocks to the Jews, and it will be foolish to the Greeks. 
It's an idea of God who could be crucified will be a major stumbling block. He's going to be a new creation. And the idea that God who cares enough about us will be willing to come and suffer, undoubtedly it's true to this day and age. I think a lot of us wonder, how could that happen? How could that be? See, the gospel brings an interesting new way to deal with some of the questions that we ask. Jesus enters into the temple, the holy place. What he sees angers him. It angers him. He takes a whip and the cords and he chases the money changers and those selling cattle and doves out of the temple. Now this story probably makes some of us uncomfortable because we see Jesus as this loving God and oh, he's so kind and sweet. And then all of a sudden we get into the scripture where he's a little angry and he's doing stuff that's just a little bit different. But we know it says that we're to anger but sin not. Paul says, be angry but sin not. Anger is not inappropriate as long as we do it without sinning. What had happened is there was a defiling going on and he was so angry that he said, hey, this is the house of prayer. Why are you you desecrating the house of prayer? Why are you doing this? And I want you to really start to let your spirit minister to you right now because our house is the temple right now. Jesus is coming in saying, why are you doing this to the temple? I think in Lent we give up things to get closer to Christ. And we, some of us give up candy, some of us give up meat, some of us give up whatever it is. We tend to, to do a diet or something to get us into a position to where we're in a position of submission to the Lord, drawn closer to Him. The temple in Jerusalem has been known for a long time. Solomon built it. It was a place where the Ark of the Covenant was housed. The Ark was a symbol of God's presence as the Jews traveled from Egypt to Israel. The symbol of the temple was a symbol of God's presence, God's continuing faithfulness of the, the presence of his people. They placed the Ark of the Covenant in the temple, and that was a place where God dwelled. I think that it's important for us to come into a church and, and worship because we're doing it corporately, but I believe that sometimes the presence of God could be so heavy inside of a house that really worships and respects and reverences the Lord. There's, there's a difference between just coming in and playing church, and then there's the difference of coming in and knowing who the church is and, and who dwells in the church. I know that a lot of us have seen, have felt the presence, seen the angels. We, we know that God dwells here, and that His presence is amazing. And I think that that's, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. And we need to get to that point where we understand that. See, there's nothing wrong with selling doves or cattle, but not in this place. Not in this place. This place was to be used for worship. A place to be remembered and celebrate God's presence with us. The temple's been a part of the human history for cultures, right? I mean, I, I believe archaeologists are always going over and digging up, and they're, they're finding temples. It used to be one of the biggest buildings that was in the, the town. They were, had gold in them. They had jewels in them. Imagine that. Imagine that. You are the temple for the Holy Spirit. Look for the gold in people. Temples carry gold. Archaeologists are always constantly digging up and, and searching... And they find these temples. The temples nowadays aren't as big. Now we have sex skyscrapers. We got football fields that are bigger than churches. But we are the temple, amen? And there's gold in us. There's gold in each and every one of us. All we got to do is ask God to allow us to see it. Allow us to dig beyond the dirt. You know, think about there's gold in rocks where you don't even see the gold until you bust a rock open. Sometimes our hearts get so hard that we don't realize the gold that's in the person because the heart's so hard. But I promise you there's gold there. We just got to be willing as believers to dig for it. 
You know, Jesus does something fascinating. He takes the idea of the temple and he relates it to his own body. He says, the people gathered here, I will be able to destroy this temple and raise it up in three days. And they say, oh no, don't be silly. They say, it's taken 46 years to build this temple. This is Herod's temple. 46 years it's taken. You're not going to tear it down and build it up in three days. And Jesus is like, no, 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 I'm not referring to that temple. I'm referring to the temple, the temple of my body. No doubt, after the death and resurrection of Jesus, his followers were remembering and reflecting, and they probably shared with each other. He said, tear this house down in three days. I'm going to build it up. They were reflecting. Now, what's Jesus saying here? Is he preaching the destruction of the temple building itself? Could be that he's foreshadowing his own death and resurrection, which is obviously what it was. See, John's looking back at interpreting these words in the light of a resurrection. There's no doubt that Jesus is referring to his life, his personal life, as being a temple, a place where God dwells. The temple was the symbol of God's presence to the Jews, to the Gentiles. Jesus was a symbol of God's presence. It's a major statement about Jesus, about the Christ. This is my chosen one. God was saying that I dwell in him. I dwell in him. We hear it said that Jesus was here today and the cleansing of the temple is related to his life in the presence of God. Think about that 2 Corinthians, that epistle. It talks about how difficult it is that many people just won't understand that we become new creatures in Christ. It's still difficult for us today to understand that. What do you mean I'm a new creature in Christ? You see the transformation in people. I see it happening right now. You start to see the transformation. You start to see he's becoming a new creature in Christ. The closer we all get, the more we're going to be like him. And that's what's good about Lent. Is like that 40 days gives us the opportunity to draw closer and closer and closer. And drawing us closer to Christ. We're giving up something that we feel like we depend on and replacing it with the Word of God. Faith's not supposed to be easy, is it? Nothing of any great worth is easy. Face something that we wrestle with. The church is a community of people drawn to a person named Jesus Christ. My temple. How I relate to God. To my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. See, Jesus wants us all to ask the question, Who do you say that I am? Am I the presence of the living God? How does that change? How does it radically change your own personal perspective? Get people to say, Who do you say that I am? You're not the old Joe. You're not the old Vanessa. You're not the Vanessa. You're not the Amanda that I knew. Who do you say that I am? I'm seeing something new in you. I'm seeing something different in you. I'm not seeing who you used to be. You know, Paul goes on taking up the concept of the temple to another step. The Old Testament saw the temple as a symbol of God's presence with the people. The New Testament sees Jesus as the new temple and the new place where God dwells. Emmanuel, God with us. 1 Corinthians Chapter 6, verse 19, it says, Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Therefore, we must honor God with our body. We have to interpret the word body as the word life. Think about that. The New Testament times, when they talk about the body, they are talking about the individual. They're not just talking about the body over against the spirit. So let's reread that one more time. I want you to reread it. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Do you not know that your life is the temple for the Holy Spirit? Then honor God with your life. See, the Old Testament was a temple, was a sacred place for Jewish people. Jesus is sacred. 
as the presence of God to the New Testament people. So each of us have the potential to be sacred by the grace of God. Think about that. We can become holy, holy people, a holy temple. It's part of Paul's wonderful theology about the body of Christ that through baptism, each one of us are made members of the body of Christ. Through a baptism, baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are literally Christ's hands and feet. We become part of the body, part of that holy temple. If that's true, think about this. How do I treat my body? I must treat my body, my mind, my emotions, my whole being as something holy because God dwells within my life. It's a time of the 40 days that we say, let's purify the temple. Let's get closer to Christ. Let's get in His presence. If I can begin to see the person who angers me or the person who cuts me off at the highway or the person who cuts in line at the post office, if I can see them as the temple where God dwells, I might be able to see that a little bit different. I might be able to see the gold in the person. You've got to start to change the way you relate to people. You've got to say, that's the temple for the Holy Spirit. We could pray that the Holy Spirit's there, right? And if it's not, let's help change. You know that concept of the temple? It's a basic concept of scriptures of a Christian life. The temple's almost a place where ancient culture, a place where God's presence with the people was always there. I'm the place in which God dwells. I am the Christ. I am the God with the people. We are those who believe that God has made and manifested Jesus Christ, the divine presence, in a powerful and personal way. See, Paul brings each of us to the understanding of the temple. We, by the grace of God, can be holy temples. The Holy Spirit may dwell in our lives, and we become holy. Each one of us has an opportunity to become holy, become white as snow, become a part where God doesn't see the sin in us no more. Once the Holy Spirit takes up residence in us and dwells in us, it changes us. We've accepted Christ, we've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. God sees no more the dirt. I think all he sees is gold. He don't have to dig no more. We as individuals, as, as humans, we fall into a spot where something annoys us or we just start seeing the dirt on a person and we don't see the gold. But we need to see the gold. It's an increasing of the understanding of creation, what God created. You see, Genesis, we're told that we are created in the image of God and that there's something about us that reflects the divine creator. Paul now says, not only do we reflect the divine creator, the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and we can become temples of the Holy Spirit. So I ask, do you treat your own personal life as a holy temple, a sacred place? Do you see other human beings as holy places? Holy beings who must be treated with respect and love? Lent's a perfect place to have an introspective look at your life, to really dig deep and and to see how you see people, how you see yourself, how you see what God's created and blessed you with. You know, this temple, this body is given to us to steward. And sometimes we, we don't do a very good justice. We, um, we might eat things that's not good for us. We might drink things that's not good for us. We might do things that's not good for us. But this temple is a holy. It's meant to be holy. It's meant to be not defiled, but perfect. And God's created it and given it to us to steward, just like our time, just like our resources, just like our money. During Lent, we should really take time to look inside and say, am I doing the best that I can? 
walk close with Christ. It's a, it's a wonderful time. It's a season where we look at ourselves and see who we are and how we relate to God in Christ. We began with dust and we end as new creatures in Christ. New holy temples. We're a place where God resides. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel and like us on all of our social media pages at Holy Spirit Living. We encourage you to look for the gold in others today. Be blessed, but better yet, be a blessing.